Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Cosmos Spaces, White Whale AMA. Let's take a listen. Good morning, Cosmos community. What's going on? Good morning. Waiting for our special guest, Sen from White Whale, and my co-host, Eric. There he is. There's Mr. Sen. What's up, Sen? What's up, Eric? How are you? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, bro. Thanks for asking. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you doing? Hey. What's up, Sen? How are you? I'm doing fantastic here. It's like almost 30 degrees Celsius. Where so are it's, you? It's fantastic weather. Um, Switzerland. Oh, nice. Beautiful, dude. Beautiful. Lucky for you, you probably are not getting um <laughs> not getting blinded by all by all the smoke. Like literally last week, um you could smell it. You could smell the smoke. The sky was orange. Really? Pretty, pretty bad in the US. Yeah. Yeah. A few days ago, New York, man, like it was so bad that people just couldn't go out. They had to stay indoors. Uh my friend Nina, who has asthma. Oh, I dude, thought was, there was a was, meme. I think oh. I, I saw I saw a couple of the pictures. I thought it was a meme. Like, you know, no, dude. Hollywood, and then it pictures, you know, Mexico, and then it's all orange. No, dude, it's real, right? Eric, I mean, Eric's in the U.S. He's seen, he's seen the news. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's super real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you just got back, right, um, son? You were at a conference? Yeah. A lot of Cosmos people in Europe have been at, at Prague, Cosmos Gateway. Uh, it's been a fantastic conference. It was, you know, admittedly quite small. I think only 500 attendees. But, you know, given the circumstances of the market, it was really nice to connect with all the validators, all the relayers, app builders, layer one guy, you know, in the ecosystem. So it was very, very pleasant to be there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you had fun. And I saw that you got like a buzz cut. Well, tell us the story behind the, the haircut at, at that event. What made, what made you get the haircut? Okay, so what made me get the haircut? Rockaway, they're a venture fund. And they have, you know, they operate in the cosmos and other places. But they also have a labs, so Rockaway X, what they call it. Some of them how decentralized are they, you know, not on a social level, but on a, on a technical level, like where are the nodes, how they're hosted and so on. And then they have stake bar, which is a tool that allows you to easily decentralize or you know, distribute your stake. Like you, you got a bunch of tokens, like a bunch of atoms, and you can decide where do I want to put this based on the metrics from observatory. 
So to give you an example, it allows you to find, you know, validators that use bare metal validators, which is, you know, the gold standard is, as a lot of people say, and specifically delegate to them. So long story short, um, they're developing a couple of tools and they reached out to us saying that they want to launch a new product, which is, you know, the steak bar. And they asked us if we want to, you know, launch it with them as a launch partner and as a case study. And so we did. So we came up with this community challenge and we, we took a snapshot of, of you know, how the chain looks like two weeks ago. And then we said, all right, um, we will do some, some, some milestones. And if we reach them, there's some, some giveaways, some free money, some this and that. And originally they wanted to get me a tattoo if we reach the final milestone. I talked, I talked them out of it, but I, um, I, I agreed to shave my hair if we reach certain decentralization milestones. And we did. It was fantastic. Um, we activated our whole community. And right now, Migaloo is one of the most decentralized chains in the whole ecosystem. So there's there's no single entity anymore, no no jurisdiction, no cloud provider, no nobody who could shut down our chain. And I think that's fantastic. So nobody... It's it sounds cheesy, but literally nobody can stop us now. Um, that's why I had to shave my hair. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I I wouldn't advise uh, getting a a damn tattoo. That's kind of just going overboard, bro. I think you did well enough with the haircut. And by the way, it looks good. All right, don't don't think it doesn't look good. It looks all right. Eric, did you see that? Did you see a haircut? <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, I love how you tell them it looks good, and then you're like, it looks all right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. All right. I, I wouldn't go and start shaving my head off or, or buy my hair off for sure. But anyway, you pulled it off, dude. Um, congratulations. And for the people Thank that are, are new to the space, because we have a ton of new people, we're using a new platform called uh, Link3. Uh, it just helps, like, you know, spread the word about different spaces going on. Uh, I think it'd be a good opportunity for you to kind of, like, you know, introduce yourself and give people a, a nice overview of what is White Whale, what is Migaloo. It's been a while since we spoke. It's been like, man, months, months. I think before the chain went mainnet. That's the last time we spoke, dude. So you're going to have to fill us in on everything you guys are building. Um, if, if you don't mind, please, just go ahead and introduce yourself, son. Yeah, sure. So myself, I'm, I'm Sencom, or you can just call me David because I'm Duxed, um, CTO of White Whale. I, you know, back in the days, I started off as an AI researcher, but Somehow I got you know pulled more and more and more into crypto and DeFi, so here I am now. So White Whale, White Whale is a team, and we run infrastructure like validators. I think we secure eight figures across you know various networks. We have our own blockchain, or you know we we build it, and now it's decentralized. It's called Migaloo. And it's a permissionless layer one platform everybody can build on. There's all the latest tech, super fast, super secure. As I said earlier on, it's one of the most decentralized chains out there. And we're not only having validators and our own chain, we also have our own protocol. It's a cross-chain app. And we've been pioneering this, especially in the Cosmos space for quite a while now. Our app is live on five, five mainnets, including Injective, Terra, Juno, Comdex, and Chihuahua. 
and it allows you to um you know trade it contains a dex and it also allows you to take flash loans now that's a more developer focus but still very important DeFi building block you you find on on a lot of developed you know ecosystems like ethereum and on top of that to round it off we also maintain open source solutions for mev products like you know flashbots or anything but we provide them for the community we build them with the community so they can profit you know you know in in this market and that's what we're doing and feel little games feel free to just you know pick something you like to talk about we can go into any detail here all right so since we last spoke and i'm sorry eric i kind of you know dumped the gun there did you have anything that you wanted to ask him right away before i go on oh no go ahead so since we last talked, right, Sun, um, yeah, it was before you guys launched on mainnet. Have you guys um encountered any issues or anything um that you would that you would like to talk about? You know how you overcame those issues with the with the chain launch because chain launching a chain is not an easy task, right? Launching a chain is not an easy task at all. I mean, sure, there's the technical technical aspects of launching a chain. You need to understand what you're doing, how to you know build the chain because it's, it's code after all. You need to understand how it works and then actually make it work. And you don't only have to make it, you know, on your own computer at home. You have to make sure that all the validators, you know, get it to work as well. And, you know, you start the chain. And it's, it's, it's I, I didn't expect it to be such a difficult feat or challenging feat to coordinate this with more than 50 teams they're globally distributed in different time zones. It's quite challenging. But what I found is one of the most challenging aspects of launching a chain is actually not launch, just launching the chain, but actually launching a good chain where you have very good validators that not only you know harm the ecosystem by extracting value, but add value in their own unique way May it be community support, may it be content creation, infrastructure, relaying, whatever. And having sound tokenomics, those, those two aspects here are one of the hardest parts I found when, when launching a chain. Gotcha. Right now, how many validators are on uh, Megaloo chain? We have 50 validators that are active. And right now, we don't have any any direct interest at least we're from the core team to to increase it that was i mean after all yeah the chain is decentralized um we don't control it and at the end of the day the token holders decide what happens you know with the chain but from our perspective there is little use for more validators right now because let me explain what having a large validator set actually means it means sell pressure because every validator, there's a team behind it. You know, sometimes just one guy, but most of the time it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people. They and they want to be paid. And the cloud providers or the electricity providers, they want to get paid as well. So every validator is, is additional teams and infrastructure that need to be paid. And how do they get the money? They get rewards from the chain they validate on. So they dump the token. So First of all, every validator adds cost. And especially in this market environment, if you're not a two, 
two billion dollar worth blockchain you know these quote unquote small sell pressures they add up so i i talked to a lot of validators and i think you know it's realistic to say that every validator needs around at least three hundred dollars a month to cut even per per chain when it comes to you know human costs and you know time they put in and server costs without making any big big bucks there that's something that's just important to consider secondly it's much easier to coordinate with small validator sets you know mm-hmm. let's say there's a security patch or something and we made sure to carefully select every single validator to get a good mix of community builders of content creators like you guys for example or validators that are more infrastructure heavy or even building apps on our chain we were very careful and intentional selecting who's who's joining it and now it's it's out of our control now everybody can join but when we had the you know, the chance we tried to put the chain in the best in the ecosystem in the best position you know to move forward absolutely and and sen um before you move on i i I think we recognize that well, well, uh, very well early on, that you were onboarding validators that were not just like infrastructure validators, right? There was a good mix. There was a healthy mix. Um, how do you communicate with those validators for people that might not be like um, aware of how this is handled? Like, how is how is that being handled? If there's an update, anything important, how how do you relay all that um, information to these validators that are all across the world? Yeah, so it's kind of common practice in the cosmos ecosystem at least to use discord but you know this isn't you know the most reliable thing so we try to if there's something important we try to reach validators on all channels that includes twitter email telegram maybe even personal um like not in person but you know direct messages to them and also discord i mean for example we guys you and me, we write on Discord, for example. Yep, yep, yep. We also have a Telegram channel just in case. You know, you never know Discord go. Discord could go, uh, you know, um, rogue. It could just freaking yeah, it, just it, shut it, down. Every once in it's a while, now, yeah, it'll go down or Telegram will go down. So it's just good to have a lot of channels of communication. Absolutely, yeah. And then even on, on Twitter, you guys are pretty responsive on Twitter. So it's good to have multiple channels open. And that's how you guys communicate, uh, you know, important updates or anything that you guys just want to talk to validators about. Um, can you speak about like the different tools or different innovative things that people are building that are validators for, for Megaloo? Maybe some stuff that you could share with us? Yeah, of course. I don't think I can you know, probably provide you with a comprehensive list of, of what they do right on top of my head. But just to give you an idea of what some validators do or provide for services. So you guys you know for example you you help us spread the word like like you do today then we have orbital command they are very they also do content creation like they do twitter spaces and threads but they also represent our interests in governance so for example on terra they're very active on terra so they they actively represent the interest of you know our ecosystem there so that's very very helpful then we have um couple of validators building applications on our chain. We have, for example, NFT switch and, and PFC. PFC is building liquid staking token, bone, bone whale, and it's already live. 
or NFT Switch, they are building an NFT marketplace. And, and then on the other hand, we have validators that produce more like, or, or help us, uh, the core team, for example, Notional, they, they maintain a lot of pieces of the chain, like the actual code. So when there's software update, they integrate it into the code. Or we have Enigma, who, for example, they built our info dashboard page, where you can see which pool has how much volume and so on. And it's now live under info.whitewhale.money. And it's, it's built by one of our validators. And that's just the power of having, I think, a strong validator set. And it, and it starts to show really, really quickly. I mean, we're just live for a couple of months now, but it's already, you know, really surfacing how powerful it is to not just have a single team build something, but actually a large, you know, community of teams and, you know, almost like a joint venture building with a common goal. And I think that's very powerful. Heck yeah. Um, I'm going to bring up Rama up here. He's, uh, he's requesting to speak. He might have some questions later on. We'll welcome Rama up to the stage. Hey, Rama, how are you? Hello, Rama, can you hear us? Good evening, sirs. How are you? Doing good. Just getting this uh, Twitter space started. You came in at a good time. Welcome to welcome to chime in in the conversation if you uh, you know have something to say or have any questions for the the team up here. Sen, do we have anybody else uh, that's uh, behind the White Whale account? Not directly. So obviously, um, Ponzi Ponzi Ninja. He's behind the White Whale. Oh, account. oh, he's here. All right, all right. What's up, Ponzi? Yeah, he he's usually, but he usually stays stays quiet and lets me do the talk. I see a lot of familiar faces though here in this space. Um, a couple of teams building with us. I mean, if they want to come up and, and talk, you know, they know where the yes. buttons are. Yes, please feel free to request to speak if uh, you're helping um, White Whale build or if you have any questions for the, the, for the team up here. Uh, my next question is, so since you guys have launched, what have been one of the most exciting uh, products that you guys have launched on Megaloo Chain? I think we should start there. And then I think we should talk about the, the airdrops because that was a big deal in, in the community, right? not too long ago. So maybe there's some active airdrops people can claim and then we'll just continue on. Yeah, sure. The most exciting thing is without any doubt, the launch of Alliance. So what is Alliance? So for those of you who are not familiar with the Cosmos ecosystem, you know, this you know mesh of a lot of different chains that are all connected with this interoperability protocol, they have a couple of really big problems. And one of the big problems they have is security. Because for example, on Ethereum, you just have a single gigantic chain with huge market cap, huge security, but it doesn't really scale. So in Cosmos, you have a lot of different smaller chains that do scale. However, they're not as secure economically because you know the market cap is spread not in a single, you know, is spread across a lot of different smaller tokens and there are a couple of technologies that are trying to mitigate this some kind of cross-chain staking um and alliance is, is is actually one of them and we are the first to integrate this and you know go live into production on mainnet with it in the in the whole ecosystem and it's been quite a feat and quite a challenge from a lot of different teams involved in this but Megaloo, our chain, has been the first chain in our ecosystem that achieved cross-chain staking. So right now, 
there are around, I believe, more than quarter million Luna staked on the Megaloo chain. And that's a very, very impressive technical achievement and also you know, shows in which direction the whole ecosystem goes, and, and that is cross-chain staking. That's, that right there blows my mind, <laughs> how you can cross. Yeah, 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 for real. Can you kind of dive in a little bit more into how that actually works? Uh, like maybe on the back end, how that kind of works? Because to me, that's just very, very impressive. Sure. Let me give you a little bit of a, a general overview um, first before we dive into the details, please. So Alliance is... So technically, if you're very correct, it, it helps. It, it is a security solution, but it's not its primary purpose. That's rather a side effect. What Alliance actually is, is and now you know, get ready for a long sentence, it's a, it's a tool to manage the monetary policy of a blockchain. So now everybody asks, what is monetary policy of a blockchain and why do we need this? So most of the chains, they have an inflation. And the inflation usually goes to the stakers. However, there are a lot of use cases where you want to direct the inflation to different places. I mean, think about how the, the you know, Federal Reserve, they print money. You know, bad example because they print a lot and they're not very transparent. But still, they print money and they have a monetary policy. Who do they give it to? What do they subsidize? You know, there are maybe certain key areas that they want to support in their development. So they subsidize it with, with the money they printed. That's monetary policy. And there are a lot of use cases in an ecosystem where you want to do the same. Obviously, in a more transparent way and, and not just, you know, I print a lot of money and give it my friends type of thing. But for example, let's say you have a new application application launching on your chain and you think it's a very critical one because you know let's say you're it's a market or it's it's a dex and you don't have a dex yet so you want to bootstrap that um you can with alliance now decide where your inflation goes so you have the blockchain and it's printing blocks and with every block there's a little inflation and usually that goes 100% to the stakers but now you, the, the blockchain can decide, all right, maybe just 95% goes to the stakers and 5% goes to this token subsidizing it. Or maybe you're going into, you know, some blockchains want to more economically align themselves with each other. Think about you have like two cities and, and you want to have a trade agreement between them. So you subsidize, um, you know, the trading routes. So you could, for example, whitelist, um, you know, the token of another blockchain to be staked on yours. So it attracts liquidity, it attracts community, and it, it creates this economic alignment between ecosystem and blockchains. And so there's really a lot of different ways how you can, you know, spend your money, essentially, because it is a monetary policy tool. Jesus. So right now, how does it work, right? Um... If I stake my, what do I earn right now? Currently, if I stake my Luna, on yeah. Megaloo. So it, it earns. Think about it like this: you have a hundred percent inflation. I mean, not actual inflation on the total supply, but you have inflation, and you can divide it in hundred pieces. And you can decide. You can now decide 
or you can place buckets there and you can decide where does the liquidity or the inflation flow so usually you just have if you think in that you know mental mindset you have this stream of inflation and you have a single big bucket there and that's the stakers of your own native token that's how it is normally basically on every chain but now you can place a second smaller bucket next to it and you know direct a little bit of the liquidity into that bucket so the chain decided where where to where to move it and then into which buckets to move mm-hmm. and then you can decide to stake or not stake and and depending on how many people stake in the respective buckets they get a cut or their share their fair share of what's in the bucket so let's say it's you know you're making a new token spaces and you white or you manage to convince the the Migaloo community to, to whitelist it and get one percent of the whole inflation directed into your bucket so if you're the only guy who holds the token and stake in there then you get you know all the inflation you know all the one percent a hundred percent of the one percent basically and if if i were to join for example because you gifted me some and we got 50 50 um you staked 50 percent, i staked 50 percent, then we would you know get a share and the interesting or really interesting thing that adds a little bit complexity on top here is that there is you know the chain it directs liquidity into the buckets but that's like you know giving away money for free basically sure there you know economic side effect of you know attracting liquidity attracting you know community boots of subsidizing something but at the end of the day you're you're just giving away money so then there is a take rate so whatever you put in the buckets a little bit and that's all transparent so so there are no surprises but a little bit can be taken away and distributed to the main stakers so let me give you a very specific example on terra or on megaloon we have whitelisted two liquid staking tokens of terra amp luna and bone luna you know from eris protocol and backbone labs two great teams with whom we were very working very very closely together and we directed 2.5% of the whole inflation into each bucket. And then people can just come in, move their li- or their liquid stake Luna and put it or place it in the respective buckets and earn. Now, I think there's a little bit more of AMP Luna than Bone Luna, but since both receive the same inflation, you get more bang for your buck on in the, in the B Luna bucket right now. And on both, there's a take rate. So if you stake whale right now, you actually earn whale, but also Luna. And you know we have a confirmed partnership with Carbon, and I, I hope to see the proposals you know hit mainnet in a couple of days, maybe weeks, where we're gonna go into a bilateral agreement with them. They whitelist our tokens, and we whitelist theirs. So you can then stake their token on our chain and our token on their chain. And the stakers even receive the native tokens of each. So it's actually quite a quite a complex thing if you you know if you haven't ever heard heard about it. But it just opens up you know a whole array of new possibilities because essentially now you can decide where do I as a you know ecosystem put my money. 
Oh my goodness! I hope we didn't lose Eric or, or Arma. <laughs> Hello, so I, I'm here. Yeah. Um, hey, so hey, Sencom, right? So, like, as a traditional like Cosmos staker, right? If I like, let's say, if I like a thousand dollars worth of whale tokens, and I just like, uh, sorry, Migaloo tokens, mind blank. Uh, very late here in Australia. No, uh, it's fine. Them, it's, the token is actually I, called I, whale. Whale. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have some. I've got them staked, and this is like my question. So I, I, I stake them, just normal stake them. Am I just earning whale, or can from natively staking that can I earn additional tokens because of the alliance and Eris protocol and Rack? kind of alliances stuff how does that all fit into like the native staking or do i need to like liquid stake to get more san are you there mike chuck Uh-oh. mike chuck i think we might have lost san it's okay yeah, no, oh, such okay. A good question. it was, it was a very it was I'm a very back, I'm back, I'm question back. it was okay. <laughs> nobody's back <laughs> yeah well wait you so unfortunately i only got from the... just like from normal staking you want to earn more stuff that is not possible sir please like calm your calm your bags okay <laughs> No, actually, I, I didn't quite, quite catch the, the second question, but let me answer the first before you can go to the second again. So if you just naked native stake your whale, you're actually, you're still earning your whale tokens, but you're earning different tokens on top. So right now, if you stake whale, you earn two lo- Luna liquid staking tokens. That's what it is. And as we, you know, as the community decides to, to use this monetary policy tool to list more tokens, you will earn a cut of each. So in a sense, whale becomes like an index token of the whole ecosystem it supports. And you start earning and that's I think quite quite interesting. Can can Super. I have a follow-up question, again? Sorry. Yeah. Um so as a as a native whale staker is this um, the claiming of the additional tokens? Is that limited to like wallets that you stake or use? Because as an example, right, let's use like the Cosmos Mafia Kepler wallet. Um, if I just go to like the Kepler 2.0 that everyone hates, uh, when I go to like my claim all, all I get is like my normal staking tokens and then there's whale. But I don't get a claim like Luna or um other tokens is there another area that as a normal staker that i should be going to claim the additional tokens or is that part of that no um one of the one of the few or things we place a lot of focus on and effort in so you can so whenever you hit the claim button you get all the tokens so I don't know how Kepler does it, but I, I'm I'm pretty confident. So there there's no difference. So if you on a technical level, it's implemented behind the claim function. So it claims all the tokens available. So what it might have happened on Kepler is that you don't see the token because they are not whitelisted yet. But if you go, for example, to use Terra Station um, or just Station Wallet, you will see your liquid stake Luna accumulate every time you claim. Or you can go to our web app and just you know check for yourself there. But hold on, but why just claiming why, is enough? Okay, why Terra Station has it been has it been easier? Sorry, Sen, has it been easier to um, build on Terra Station versus Kepler? Talk yeah, us about why yeah, why yeah, that yeah, wallet. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Station is so from our perspective, significantly easier than, than Kepler to use, um, which is also part because TFL, the team building station wallet, is very communicative and provides a lot of support. And you know, they appreciate feature requests and they're actually quite fast in, in implementing them. So that's just a very, very convenient way of working together. But naturally, since there are a lot of Kepler users, we support multiple wallets. We have Station, Kepler, Leap Wallet, Cosmos Station. So you can use whatever you like. Go ahead, Rem. I think I might have interrupted your, your next question. Uh, no, it's, you, you didn't really, but uh, a very basic question, which is, I think is like a controversial one. Um, so if you're transacting on uh, Migaloo or one of Migaloo's DEXs, or a chain that's affiliated with Migaloo, uh, what is the transaction fees associated with that? Oh no, did we lose Sun again? I feel like every time Rama is speaking, my internet gets some <laughs> start, starts powerful. working. He's very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is there some, something special about your voice? Like so loaded with information? I, I, I would not be surprised if I was just like natively getting rugged because I'm Australian. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Do you mind repeating that real quick? Um, the question was about um, native transaction fees. So uh, how does uh, Megaloo, um charge fees for transactions in general? And this is just like a broader ecosystem question. Yeah. Um, so like any other chain, um, you know, you have to pay in the native token. But we saw that or we saw a couple of issues when when we when I initially said one of the hardest things is, is getting sound tokenomics down, and obviously we looked a lot of you know the older chains what they did and what especially what they did wrong and there's no shortage of that unfortunately, but one of the few things that is currently you know still being handled wrong is valuing their block space too cheaply. So, you know, I can understand for something like Osmosis who want to, you know, onboard users to be fee-less, but a lot of other chains, they just don't value their block space at all. And if you don't, you know, if you don't value your block space yourself, nobody else will. That's just, um, just how it is. So they just give it away for cheap and you can just spam everything with transactions, but there's no value accrual for the layer one token. So we decided to increase the fees a little bit. I think transacting on Migaloo costs a couple of cents or whatever you want to do. And if that's holding people off, you know, spending, spending two cents on a, on a claim or on DeFi app, then it wasn't worth, you know, the app wasn't worth anyways. But still these, you know, couple of cents, they add up very quickly and they help to eventually offset the inflation because normally a lot of Cosmos chains, they, they have like, huge they started with huge inflation and huge price you know crazy valuation 400 million in the midst of the bear market you know crazy price and then 10,000 apr on top of it and then it's just a straight race through the to zero race to the bottom and usually you know us you know normal guys get wrecked and the vcs and the insiders profit so we decided to not go that route and instead have a very slow and moderate inflation of just 4%. So everybody knows, okay, next year there will be 4% more tokens, but not more. 
and 4% isn't much. I think we have a quarter of the inflation of Atom right now. So it's really low, it's really predictable. Um, but at the same time, and I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping topics here, but there's a lot of really interesting things to talk about. So one of the things that blockchain and crypto in general enables us is to create new economic systems. So right now in the normal economy, you have when you have currencies, they are either inflationary or deflationary. And you know, lately they have been a little bit too inflationary, and that inflation has been going to the not us, basically. Not you know, the price has increased, but not the, the money in our pockets. But in crypto, you can actually create tokens that are that have both properties. That when you stake it, you get more, and you know, you want to stake it because you get more, but at the same time, the total supply is decreasing. So it got this. You know, it's got the inflationary properties of, you know, movement, of, you know, stimulating economic activity and lending, borrowing, DeFi, farming, all that. But also these deflationary properties that, you know, all right, tomorrow there will be a little bit less tokens. So you, you never want to sell it because it's, you know, fantastic asset to hold because it's getting less and less and less. But at the same time, you're getting more and more and more. So... I haven't found a word for this, you know, economic principle yet, and I think economists economists will, you know, will do their work in the future on this. But with our low inflation of just four percent, our goal is actually to keep the inflation, but play certain mechanics left and right um, that make, you know, the token actually deflationary. And one of them is, for example. Um, and that's something that you know we can decide, but the community will, for example, use the the gas fees. And now we're closing the circle. Use the fees from transactions to burn whale. So instead of you know giving the you know the, the extra income away, you burn it. So the more activity there is on Migaloo, the the more inflation will be offset, and you know ideally make it even deflationary. And that's I believe, you know a good start starting point for sound tokenomics you know you, you have something like an index token that increases in value or in in amount and you know earns you a basket of assets through this cross chain staking and at the same time you have mechanics in place that actually make the token more scarce over time and, and that's you know what we're building and that's just the first layer of tokenomic thought we put into there and systems we're building. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are taking that approach to the tokenomics because like I, like you said, son, I think we see it a lot um, over and That's over. Right. I said a lot, a lot of these chains have like high inflation and the tokenomics kind of suck, right? Like they don't like to burn tokens for whatever reason. So, you know, Congratulations on the tokenomics for sure. But hey, we have we we do have oh we we had a new speaker. I think he dropped off. I was gonna move on uh, to him to see if he had any questions for you. But we well, don't. Gaines, let me uh, we... let me real quick um lose a couple more words on tokenomics. Just you know, so you, the one oh one. son. You you guys still hear me? Could you start that over? Yeah, we lost you. We lost you for a little bit. Okay, so so what's the one hundred and one in in bad tokenomics? So one is Dex tokenomics, and what you usually see is a, a Dex token 
listing every asset against its own token and then putting crazy APR incentives on the respective pools, which are always just his own token and you know another asset. And those tokens always go to zero. And, and but why do people make these tokens? They make it so you ape in, so you see the high APR, and you want to get some of that APR. So you have to buy the token, their token, to pool it in that pool and get these crazy APR. But what happens is that the value of the token is trending to zero, and effectively you're just exit liquidity for the, the DEX insiders. So whenever you see a DEX pairing anything, everything against its own token and then coming with crazy APRs, that thing's going to trend to zero and, and you, you know, you'll get wrecked. That's, that's one of the 101 DEX Ponzinomics. And then another you know, Ponzinomics, but on the chain layer level is um, you build a chain, you, you give the insiders a lot of tokens but vested. Now you go around, tell everybody, my tokens are vested for a decade. I will never ever sell my vested tokens because I'm so committed to this project and wow. So what you do now is you stake your tokens. So you got this huge bag of vested tokens that are staked. Now, you come up with some crazy APR inflation numbers. 10,000%. And that's what these chains usually have in the beginning of 1,000%. And you have your token staked. So you're earning on your huge bag of tokens that you actually can never touch because they're vested for so long. But you're earning a multiple of that. So you say, all right, I, I have like half a percent of the total supply. That's my team supply. And it's staked for a decade, never selling. But then with a super high Ponzi APR, you're earning a whole percent on top, like three X your stack, just in staking rewards, because you're the first to stake, you know, they, they, they make sure on, you know, block one, their tokens are staked. That's what they make sure. And then they get millions and billions of the, their tokens. And they go around telling everybody, oh, I can never ever sell my vested tokens, but they don't have to because they're getting three, four, five X the amount of tokens just by staking them and then they dump on you. So that's the 101 on DEX and layer one Ponzinomics. So guys, please be careful if you see anything of this. Um, usually it's a bad sign. And yeah, we're not doing this. So one of the most important things to watch out for is actual high inflation. That's usually a very, very bad sign. Well, yeah. Well, well, son, thank you very much for explaining how I basically uh, buy all the tokens that I have in my wallet. I basically look for the highest APR and stake 100% of my bag. Thank you very much for telling me that I got to be more careful. <laughs> uh, no, but it did, it, did, it did catch my eye early on. Like, oh, shit, look, this fucking token has a ton, a ton of APR. Oh, and I can stake it and earn more. I'm all in. I'm freaking all in, dude. Bob, but, um, no, for real though, what would you consider though would be a like a, a token that's doing things different that is a DEX token? Do you care to share some alpha with us here? 
Well, so our our token isn't a DEX token. It's it's a layer one token. We have a full permissionless blockchain ecosystem. And first and foremost, it's, it's a layer one token. So one of the most important things is actually low inflation. Because if inflation is low, sure, insiders can dump. That's, you know, what it is. They have the tokens. But they cannot, you know, dump crazy amounts. Because the staking rewards are so low, they have to dump their principal, which is fine. You know, they, they bought it. That's what insiders do. So they, they cannot actually scam people. They they can just realize what they you know got in for, and eventually they're out of tokens. You know, as you say, paper ends out, and that's it. Um, that's one of one of the things. Then, you know, deflationary properties on top to, to to offset the inflation. So you got this crazy economic model of you know inflation and deflation in the same, which is fantastic. The, this is just peak asset. I think I don't think there's anything more appealing that an asset can can offer. And then, you know, as economic activity increases on Megaloo, you know, there will be more and more tokens burned, which is, again, good. And we also have, and now comes the DEX into place, our satellite market. So we have this Whitewell protocol, which is live on five chains, and it doesn't have its own token. It operates exclusively with the token of the chain. And now, naturally, um, our incentives, they're, I think they're, they're going to hit main at any time now. And we're going to use some of the tokens to attract liquidity there. But we're not doing you know, this DEX Ponzinomics because we don't want the token to trend towards zero, um, but instead actually build a sustainable, sustainable ecosystem model. So um, we can come into you know, how to build a sustainable DEX in a moment here. I just want to close the circle here. Um, so all these satellite markets that we have, they generate revenue. So we have one on Injective and it's, it's making money. We have one on Terra and it's making money. It's making money because every time someone swaps or takes a flash loan, there's a fee associated to that. And that fee is taken once a day, every day, at 15 UTC. And it's used to buy back whale from the open market every day. So we actually created, you know, this this center piece, the blockchain, where you earn different assets and while staking, you have very low predictable inflation, you have a whole ecosystem. So the whole layer one, you know, value accrual mechanism applies with the transactions and you know, all that, that actually tries to make the token deflationary. But then you have like this horizontal scaling model where we have our satellite markets and we build it on every single chain we can find as fast as we can. And every single chain somehow generates revenue through swaps and flash loans and potentially other products we build. And all these fees will, you know, doesn't matter if it's five chains or 500 chains, will be used to spot market by whale and distribute it back to the stakers. So you have, you know, you, you have a token, you stake it, you earn a little bit more. Ideally, the total supply decreases at the same time. And there's constant buy pressure from the satellite markets. And that's not fully finished yet. We're still building it. We have it. So it's a very exciting um, system that we're building, I believe. And I'd argue it is one of the most, you know, soundest tokenomic systems that I at least know of. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Now you you talked earlier about like <clears throat> the more activity that there is on Megalochain, the better, right? Uh, what are some what are some projects that are going to be launching on on Megalo that you'd like to share? Maybe we have some in the audience right now. Cough, cough. We do, we do. Let me give you a summary, and then you can decide um, who do you want to talk about next or dive into. So naturally, on our on the Megalo chain, we the White Whale app, so the White Whale Dex and Flash Loans. So that's the two most important building blocks of every ecosystem, Dex and Flash Loans. Then we have Backbone Labs. They have a liquid staking token, and they're very close to finishing their first NFT marketplace on our chain. And there was another one that just popped up you know, this week, uh, a game. So we got a game going on there. Then we have Eris Protocol with another liquid staking token and some DeFi automation, like certain vaults and yield strategies. And then we have Raccoon with, with uh, you know, a, a set of games and, and gambling applications. So just in a couple of short months, without any major and, you know, the biggest, the biggest bad boys, um, we managed to, you know, build an ecosystem that, that ticks off all the essentials. We got DEX, Flash Loans, NFT, two liquid staking tokens, games. And that's, I believe, a very, very good start for such a young ecosystem. And I think that will, you know, pay, pay off very well in the future that we, you know, go really intentional and aggressively get, you know, towards those teams to, to build with us and provide value back to them that they you know, have vested interest in the success of the ecosystem. And then on top, you have these satellite markets infrastructure that we're building with some of those teams as well. So it, it goes well beyond just the, the, the value accrual of a single chain. It goes well beyond that. Hell yeah, yeah. Congratulations uh, to the Raccoon supply devs. I know those guys always work super hard and are constantly shipping, constantly shipping. So that's awesome to hear. Last time we talked, uh, Sen, I don't know if you remember, but um, they were one of the first ones that I would that I brought up to you that uh, you know should build on Migaloo. And how would devs approach uh, the team if they want to build on Migaloo? Are there grants? Are there you know developer royalties? Do you want to elaborate on on that subject? Sure. I mean, if they want, they come up and, and speak for themselves. But if they don't want to, I'll handle this. Um, first of all, Megalo is a permissionless chain, so they don't need any permission from us to build there. They can just go ahead and do it. So, but it makes sense, you know, to align yourself with the ecosystem, to to get support and coverage and awareness. So, you know, teams that want to build, they usually reach out to us, and we have specifically designed a partner program for teams that want to build with us, and we support them in you know a wide array of of ways, basically everything that we can to make. I think we lost something the best with whatever you want on Megaloo. It's a great place to experiment to to um, you know maybe have some some very special stuff there, some exclusive games or exclusive applications. But let's not forget the other ecosystems. We got this infrastructure, the white whale dexes and flashbacks on all these different chains. So let's build together on the different chains and accrue value not only on one chain, but on all chains. We have a partner program um, expi explicitly for that. It's called Ride the Whale, because White Whale deploys some, somewhere first. 
And then our partners, like Backbone Labs, like Raccoon, took, yeah, let's do it as well. Let's go there too. And they build on another chain because there's more community, more, more markets to develop, more, more fees to generate, basically. And in this program, there's, of course, you know, support from technical. We help with design, like tokenomic design or system design. If you want to get feedback there, because it's really important. We help with intros and connections. You know, we have a, we know so many validators and layer ones with a really large network of people we know. So we can help the smaller teams building with us and it opens them a lot of doors that were closed before. And of course, we also have grants for exceptional teams that have proven themselves to be, you know, a, a vital component of the ecosystem. And, and then, for example, there's this monetary policy tool. So if there's a specific case where, for example, the community would need to incentivize or subsidize certain aspects of the ecosystem, that's also something that we're open to. And yeah, so in summary, we're open to support, you know, serious teams with all the force we have. Eric, please stop me if like I'm asking too many questions. If you got a question, please go ahead, dude. No, I, I was going to ask like, because I, I know like they're part of Impolitorium, you know? So I was wondering like how how that connection happened. I know it's through Rack probably, but just, just wondering how like that usually happens in the background, how like a chain, you know, can be, can be used somewhere else and, and how they collab like that. You mean how we got into contact with teams like Raccoon to, you know, get this partnership? Yeah, going? like because because now you can use Migaloo like on that NFT platform, right? Uh, I don't think yet. I think they're very close to deploying, but um, I haven't checked to be frank. I've been occupied with getting my hair shaved. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so how does this usually work? I don't think there, there's a standard way of how this works. Um, sometimes teams approach us on Twitter. Sometimes they ping us on Discord. Sometimes we reach out to them, like, "Hey guys, you you got a crazy, you got an awesome app there. Wouldn't it be cool to launch your product not only on one chain but on five? And then, you know, oftentimes they say, "Yeah, why the heck not?" And so the conversation starts going. Um, sometimes, you know, our community introduces us to them or even pressures other team to, hey, guys, stop building on just one, one chain. It's a waste of resources. Go cross-chain. Start, you know, thinking big. And that's, you know, shout out to our community. You guys really, really rock. I think community is the most important aspect in, in all of all the crazy stuff that we're building here. I think community is the really the fundamental thing that's at the heart of, of everything that we're building. And it's really the community and the, the everyday people that sit at home, you know, come back after work and just, you know, take a look, you know, interact with each other, flip NFTs. You know, those are the guys who make our ecosystem what it is. And even though we, we just have such a tiny market cap, it's, it's the community. We have one of the most active communities. And it, it's kind of ridiculous. I think our market cap, cap is sitting at something like, four million right now which is nothing for a full-blown layer one with cross-chain applications all across the cosmos but still it is what it is um but we have such an active community that it just blows my mind um 
So yeah, lots of different ways how we get into contact with teams. I think we didn't touch up on the the um, the airdrop uh, portion of our conversation. Um, is there is there an active airdrop right now that people can claim? No, there isn't. So the airdrop is over. Um, if you missed it, you missed it. Oh man, Ooh. No, I think I, I think I was on it. I'm um, I'm claiming all the airdrops. How about you, Eric? Did you claim all your airdrops? Yeah, I got mine. No, no way I was missing out. <laughs> so, 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 son, um, any recent important updates that you want to talk about? And if not, we can just, um, you know, talk about like literally what's on the horizon. That's what the space was about, right? So, what's next? What's next for White Whale? Sure. Yeah, what's next for White Whale? Um, or White Whale or you know, the, the whole ecosystem, because now it's not only white, but it's, you know, the ecosystem. Um, lots of really exciting stuff happening. So we're continuing to build our ecosystem. And we, as the Whitehill core team, continue to build our cross-chain application with the buy mechanism I talked about and, you know, scale more aggressively horizontally on more chains. Umi is one of the candidates where we will deploy um, in the next coming months. Dargaze, um, you know, Archway, Neutron, Say maybe even Terra Classic. So there's, there's a long backlog of chains that want, want us to work with them. And we're gonna you know, scale horizontally and improve our products. Obviously, we're very, very dedicated to continue build our ecosystem, the Migaloo chain. So for example, Backballnet is launching the NFT marketplace, I think next week. Um, that's gonna be very exciting. Raccoon is going to launch you know, exclusive games on Migaloo and they start going since they just launched or joined our team or this joint go more aggressively cross chain and build their app on different chains. So, you know, there's really a lot of different, different moving pieces and different teams involved that just continue to build this ecosystem, not only on its host chain, but also on all the different chains in the whole Cosmos ecosystem. And we're just gonna, you know, continue down that road, keep shipping and eventually good times will come thank you son and best way to get in hold get in touch of you or the team or be part of the community is that discord or telegram or, or twitter exactly wherever you go um hit anybody up from our community um, i think they're very supportive and friendly and they will you know put you in the right places thanks son we just touched the one hour mark so um not sure if there's any other questions for son i'll give you guys two minutes if not um you know, we'll say our farewells, but it's been a nice little chat. Uh, I know we, I know we haven't touched base in a long time, dude, and that's been my bad. And the rest of the team, we've been very busy. I also just joined uh, the Stargaze team part time, so <laughs> been very busy, dude. But thank you very much for the, you know, the update. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And congratulations to your um, position in the Stargaze team. Then I'm sure you're aware of, you know, the, the intentions of of Whitewell and Stargaze collaboration and us deploying our AMM there. So yeah, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to speak to you again. Eric, any uh, final words or Rarma before we wrap it up? Just uh, thank you Zen for, you know, bearing through uh, all the hiccups we had with <laughs> losing you a couple times because of Rama's powerful voice. It was, a, it was a good chat. Thank you for catching up with us. I think Rama's asleep to be honest, dude. It's really- Oh like yeah, he said, it, he said it as a- and thank you, Ponzi, for, for joining us, for being the silent security blanket that we need. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Well, thank, thanks everybody for joining in. Um, if you guys want to, you know, tune into more Twitter spaces, please follow the Cosmos Spaces account below. And if you would love to, you know, support our team that hosts Twitter spaces, uh, please do so by, you know, delegating some of the tokens that we validate for. All that information is on our Twitter page. Just click the Cosmos Space account that's up here. Or if you go to my bio, um, you'll see that I do have the um, Cosmos Space account tagged in there. So thank you very much, guys. Um, everybody have a great day, great weekend. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmos Spaces hosting a White Whale AMA featuring Sencom, hosted by Lil Gaines and Eric.io. Recorded on Friday, June 9th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find all the Cosmos spaces in one easy spot, head on over to CosmosRadio.org. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hot Stage. Like this shit is play for keeps clowns White knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the street Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.